This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody. What the fuck is up? We are here for Offensive Points Podcast, and my Peregrine Falcons out there are going to listen to this. Um, Fuck that, number one. It's the Possums. I'm rolling with my posse, the Possums. You guys can call yourself whatever you want, but in my eyes, you are a Possum, so take that what you will. I'm here with my boys, Josh and Billy, and we got some NFL news. Man, waiver, waivers passed. Roster cuts. The season is upon us. It's crunch time. Drafts are, for the most part, over. I hope you guys got some good teams. I hope we gave you some good advice on that. Any questions, hit up, hit us up on Twitter at Offensive Points. And uh, we're happy to help you. Boys, what do you want to talk about tonight? Football. Football. I want to think – I want to talk about something not football-related for a second, though. But we're a football Falcons. podcast. I know, but I feel like this this kind of information just needs to be brought off the top. So I saw today that the Federal Trade Commission has opened an investigation against McDonald's to finally investigate the uh, ice cream machines being broken. I thought it was going to be about the beef and how questionable it is, but I love no, that it's about the ice cream machine. It's legitimately about that. I read a story about that today, and I just thought, man, they're finally doing it. They're, they're I love doing how we have a fan thinking. back there, too. Gabby's over here laughing and enjoying our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, would, you would fucking think a corporation as successful as McDonald's would make like an in, indestructible ice cream maker, you know? You would think so. But yeah. I, I saw that today and I was like, well, finally, finally, somebody's investigating something <laughs> that we've all wondered for too long. Fun fact. About Tax dollars at work. Machine. The ice cream, the, Mc, the McFlurries that they use, the straw or the, the spoon that looks like it would be a straw is actually how they mix it. Fun fact. Hmm. You just That's why it out? has that whole, I think there's like a thing and it just spins the straw around. Oh, they just put that in there. And, oh, yeah. Well, how about that? No, I didn't just find this out, but I was, uh, I was stumbling upon something again and it was one of those like, you don't know how this is made. And I was like, I do. That's stupid. <laughs> it doesn't seem very uh, clean, you know? Yeah, I, are they, are they I, cleaning the the nozzle off every time, or I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'd never. I, you know, it's one of those things. I don't need to know how it's made. I don't need to know how sausage is made. I don't need to know how the McFlurry's made. Just kind of want to see the Discovery Channel things. how it's made on there. Exactly, like it's, it's exactly that. I don't need to see how it's made. That's crazy. Slime, sorry, I missed a little bit there, but uh, the pink slime stuff, that's a whole thing too. But uh, my dogs were fighting in the background and I didn't want anyone thinking I'm Michael Vick. Speaking of the slime, do you see Nickelodeon's got another wild card game? I did see that. 
dude that's like watching football on lsd i think they should have every game personally it just makes it so worth it i just want to see the winning coach get slimed hmm. <laughs> that would be not, yeah okay. like just a gatorade bucket full of slime on shelves next week gatorade slime gatorade sponsored by the slime. nfl no gatorade is by the color there's no flavors or words for it it's color you got purple blue i want some of that orange. purple drink yeah, I mean, orange, I guess, orange is orange, so I guess that doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I had to order the powdered Gatorade the other day on Instacart, and they were talking about actual flavors. That's weird. Hmm. I don't like guess, that. The guess lemon lime, you know? But Yeah. I want just it say, blue. Just say yellow, blue. Yeah. Yeah. Just complicate it. Dark blue and light blue, too. There's two of them. No, yeah. It's all about what the you guys, blue. What do you guys call in the Super Bowl, uh, the bet on the Gatorade? As you would call that now, it's usually yellow. So I'm gonna go. I'd go lemon lime. I'm going with orange. I don't know why, but orange seems to be a popular Gatorade flavor. I don't think it's good, but I don't like orange at all. I don't either. I'm gonna go with blue. Nice orange, blue, yellow. Book it now. Fireball bet. I'll take a fireball. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm writing it down. Having the Super Bowl at my house though. Yes, we will do. Okay, well, let's get to some news. We had some, ma- I mean, this is probably one of the bigger news weeks we've had. So be prepared, get uh, possums, because we got some oh, news. Peregrine Falcons. <laughs> no, we dude, be prepared. Possums. Peregrine Falcons. Peregrine Buckle up, possums. possums. Um, so we got a lot of news to talk about. So let's just start right off the top. RIP J.K. Dobbins for the oh. year. It's, uh, Have we not talked about that yet? No, wild. it happened it like on it happened Saturday. Like it's been a year, man. It, it feels like it's been a year since it happened, but yeah, it only happened on Saturday. Um, it was, man, I, I had a, I almost was about to start a draft when that happened. Like literally it happened about like five thirty six ish. And I immediately, when Adam Schefter said he, the cart's coming out, I was like, oh no. So I was I was in a draft in Cape Girardeau with my homie Brandon Carroll, and he was selecting Jason Myers as the last pick of the whole draft. And I got the damn notification on my phone that he's down. J.K. Dobbins is down. Like, God, I just just took him in the third. I didn't have him anywhere, so I was like, "Well, I'll take J.K. Dobbins here. Why not diversify?" You are having um, the worst luck with running backs this year, dude. You need to stop drafting ones that I own. Curse. Yep. I'm cursed. If we you need to go someone in your need, league. I was about to say, draft their running back. We need to go through the running backs you have on your team to know who else is doomed this season. But anyway, let's let's talk about a little bit. We'll talk about his uh, backup, Gus Edwards. We already kind of had boosted Gus Edwards a little bit, saying that he is draftable, had standalone value. So with J.K. Dobbins out, what what do we think our realistic Gus Edwards um, situations are? Before we get into that, I want to talk about how Gus Edwards was draftable and was drafted. That's the yeah. thing is he was at that like 120 mark. So in most leagues, he was drafted. And so all of those people who drafted before the Dobbins injury, like anyone who doesn't draft during mm-hmm. the one week after preseason, um, they got lucky. And that's uh, they really did. You couldn't ask for a better time for that. Obviously, nobody wants to see an injury, but anyone who drafted J.K. Dobbins and I know a few people who did uh, good for them, like, you know. <laughs> Nice little break to start the season, but I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think anything bad or good is going to come out of this. I think um, Dobbins is obviously going to become come back next year and come back with a vengeance. But um, in general, Gus Edwards was always that playable kind of backup role anyway, because really J.K. Dobbins was a rookie last year, and yeah, he lit it up here and there, but it wasn't consistent. 
I think there was always going to be a split backfield there, and I think there still will continue to be, which the back behind him isn't as great. So really, Dobbin, or uh, Gus Edwards will have a little bit better time. But I just, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it, but I, my, my favorite thing is where he's being drafted. I, I thought he would get boosted up, and maybe it was just a delay, but it's he's still down there in like the sixth, seventh round. Like obviously he got boosted up significantly from that 120. You but saw I the assume... same thing with Robinson too. I mean, it was it took a while for the market to correct on James Robinson, but I mean he averages Gus averages six yards a carry. He's got the mobile quarterback to help him out. He's not going to do a ton in the receiving game because that's not how the Ravens like to run it. But he will catch some balls. I mean, I think he's top 15 easily, and he should be drafted there. It's I Correct. I don't know if I'd say top fifteen. I'd say top twenty. I got him right at fifteen though. That's mm. that's right on my. By the way, for the dynasty folks out there, if you haven't already figured out, it's not Justice Hill that you want behind Gus Edwards. It is the I think he's a rookie, Tyson Williams, as the backup. So, just if he's still out there on their waiver wire, go pick he's, him up. I'm sure there. he's not. I'm sure he's not. But if hey, he is. Getting, we're getting to this five days late, so I can only, you know, I just got to. He is available. Sure. Pick him up and trade him as soon as he has a good game. That's that's, that's a good. That's a re- that's some really good advice. That's the best advice I have for you, for sure. So, does anybody think that this harms the Ravens as a whole, yes. or so you think this like would this is you think this will cost them a win or two or what? I don't think it not not per se that I would say more cost the Ravens some fantasy value more so than anything because the fact that they had two guys for fantasy value I think that this Williams guy could be good that's the thing that's great about these situations is it gets someone who didn't have that opportunity to play but I I just don't see it really him jumping into that complete split backfield role like uh, Gus Edwards was going to so really we're missing a running back now does this boost up Mark Andrews value probably um out of that situation because you would assume he probably would be catching this i mean how much more could he possibly get i guess but like maybe a few more targets per game probably i feel like the defense is going to be better this year i mean that defensive line is ferocious patrick queen's coming into his second year we all expect him to take at least a little bit of a step so i think that defense is going to be better i don't think they're going to be playing as many tight games and i think they can get away with the legs of gus and hill and uh and Jackson a little bit more. I was gonna say so. their number one running back. <laughs> no, Edwards. I just no, no Lamar. I guess. Oh yeah, oh, Lamar. yeah. No, no, no. Lamar. You, you said sure. him. We all know there, Lamar. Yeah. 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 So I think that's my problem with Gus Edwards is that Lamar is still there, and obviously, like Gus Edwards will have a role and he'll get most of those carries, but I just don't think it'll be as lucrative. I, I assume he'll do great. I just top fifteen stretch for me. There's some pretty good people in the top fifteen. Fair enough. Okay, let's move on to the next story. Pretty huge one from, I think it's two days ago now. Cam Newton is flat out released from the Patriots. Mac Jones now has the keys to the kingdom. Um, What are we feeling about that? I I have quite a few opinions, so I'll let you go first, Josh. I have very strong opinions about this. So I don't care what you're thinking. Where do you think? Okay, so you, you, Mac Jones won the QB battle. Absolutely great, good for him. Good for him. I meant to look up Cam Newton's salary, uh, to, to actually really argue this point. He wasn't getting paid that much, and like he two was, million, I think. he was, and he was, is like, he was fangirling on the fucking sideline for Mac Jones after he threw a touchdown. Like, I understand people are like, he can't be a backup. He, even OJ Simpson came out and said he couldn't be a backup, which, like, who the fuck gives a shit about your opinion? Ringing endorsement. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. But I just, my, my thing is, is how do you do that? And you have Jarrett Stidham as backup. You even cut Brian Hoyer. As Joe said, uh, that was pretty much the biggest slap in the face to Cam. I just don't understand. Because if Mac Jones isn't the dude, which he probably is, you know, but if he isn't, you're fucked. Like, y'all are bottom five team at that point. If Mac gets injured or anything. I mean, obviously, you can go back and sign someone from the well, but the well is pretty much dry at this point. I mean, there's a couple guys out there that are okay, but... That's my biggest problem is I don't care that Mac Jones won the QB battle. I personally, I as I've said in the past, I think that you start the veteran the first couple of weeks. If he starts looking bad and you start slipping a bit, put put the rookie in. But I just don't think start the rookie right away is a is a good way to go. And then not to mention start the rookie right right away and then cut the veteran. That's my biggest problem. Yeah, I agree. Joe, what do you think? No, I think. It's Belichick, man. He is a smart guy. Um, I think even though Cam is – we all love Cam. I think we can all say we've all cheered for him in the past. I think he's a distraction um, with all of his outfits and saying stupid shit all the time, which he's gotten better at recently. But I think the biggest thing to take away here is Belichick does not want that distraction on his rookie quarterback. He believes in Mac Jones. He thinks Mac Jones is the future. If Mac Jones goes out and has a bad game, the whole crowd's going to be chanting Cam to come in. And it's just going to create a controversy and kill the guy's confidence there. So I think, I mean, it sucks to see it, but I think it was a good move on Belichick's part to get that distraction out of there. Uh, I do think Cam is going to go on and be a backup and probably compete for another starting gig with how hard it is to find halfway decent quarterbacks in this league anymore. <clears throat> Ryan Pace. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, no, I think I think it was smart. I'm for it. I think Cam is going to end up in Baltimore, if I if I can be completely well, let's, honest. Let's let's get to the analysis here, and then we'll talk about where he's going to go. What's okay, analysis. Well, fine. Analysis. I I think it's I think it's fine. I I don't love it because I don't think that they have, um, you know, a quarterback on the roster that's going to be able to keep him afloat if he goes down. But I also like I don't care that much. I mean, like if if you're you should kind of play it as if if your starting quarterback goes down. Like that, you know, that might be just the end of your season. I just is how it is. So if they thought this was going to save money, if they thought this was going to help the locker room in any way, shape, or form, that's kind of just how you have to play it, and that's okay. I I, I did not mind it that much. Um, I agree with Joe. I think he was more of a distraction than, you know, especially like I think what pissed Belichick off was the five days that he had to take off for COVID, and he had to miss an entire preseason game because of that. I think Belichick just doesn't like fuck with shit like that like, yeah, i think he just doesn't like that stuff well so. they're not saying it has anything to do with covid but it definitely has it definitely does to do with it I, I, th- I think my biggest thing is belichick's just trying to replace brady so bad right now he saw cam newton wasn't terrible last year he wasn't great but there was also no weapons there so like to be fair i don't know if you can really say cam was bad on the patriots because he still won them seven games obviously their defense had played a large role in some of those but I just feel like he's just trying to replace Brady so bad. He's like, oh, Mac Jones is that guy. We, we know he's that guy. And I just feel like they didn't know Brady was that guy until year two or whenever the hell he came in. So yeah. I, just, I just feel like it's he believes in baptism by fire, man. He's just going to throw the dude out there and see what he does. That's I'm happy no for Mac Jones. I personally, when I he was my least favorite of the first round quarterbacks going into the year. I wasn't really that excited for him, but honestly, like he's met every expectation so far. So, sure, give him a chance. Yeah, he's he's looked good in preseason. Had I, I know, but like you can't ask him to do any more. He's looked better than Cam. Like if he legitimately won the job, which it looks like from everything that we've seen, he did. Like I, 
he's earned a chance. He's earned the spot to, or he's at least earned the chance to try. So I don't know. Well, throw him out there, see what happens. I, I think there's a few other teams that should do the same thing. I know you disagree, Josh, because you you want teams just, to uh, tread water for five weeks and then put their rookie in. Not but like, five weeks, th- two three weeks. I just don't think throwing out Trey Lance right now or Justin Fields is the smart move. I think I if, would I would like to see Justin Fields. If anything, sure. Justin, like Fields Justin Fields might. Uh, Justin Fields yeah. over Andy Dalton is a little bit better than Trey Lance over Garoppolo. I just feel like, yeah, you drafted him to be that guy, but like, let him see what the atmosphere is like. You're not getting the correct atmosphere until they actually start a game or until they're in the stadium when the game's happening. Preseason game, yeah, whatever. Everybody's just kind of practicing, basically. And that's an extension of practice, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, as far as Trey, Trey Lance does oh. look ready, too. I'm just no, he doesn't. Like, that, what do you think about the? The split quarterback position. No, no. The QBBC. Well, I like so, the idea of it, but it's uh, no, it never. They kind of tried to do that with the Eagles, and I think that's what caused the Wentz rift so hard when Jalen Hurts came in for, and he never looked good because no, you can't settle. Taysom Hill's the only person that can even basically do that, and he wasn't even doing it well either because you can't go in for one play and expect to basically run the ball or maybe throw the ball. Like it was basically just an extension of the wildcat. I don't know why they like pretended like it was anything else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I think it helps the whole team out. Honestly, I think the you're going to get more value. Yeah. From a pure pocket passer, I think you're going to get a lot more value out of the running back position with Harris. And then it really just depends who he clicks with. I mean, has he been working with the first team at all? I haven't really seen any reports uh, in the last yeah, that's about recently. Yeah, preseason game he got to play. With I wouldn't ones. be surprised if they don't bump up one of the second string guys to kind of aid him along in the process of starting, and that guy might have some fantasy relevance going on in the future. But well, Jacoby Myers is the one, but I like I you know last week we talked about this. He's never caught a touchdown, and it's like how can you you know how are you going to make him the one? Because I don't think he's he's the just one. a name on a depth chart. Like I you know. I think they're all. Well, I don't know who any of them are. Like no, any no. Of them are going to be okay. the one Kendrick, ABC. Yeah, exactly. Warren actually did have a a great year with uh, the 49ers when Debo went down for a replacement. I'm just saying, it uh, like you said, it all depends on who he clicks with. And then Nelson Aguilar has had his shitty pass with the Eagles, and then great pass with the Raiders. I would love for Aguilar to come back. Aguilar like, the, could the, the resurgence. He looked good on the Raiders, honestly, and he did. not a lot of people looked good on the Raiders. So. I still think there's a move to make for them to get a wide receiver in there. I know, but then they got the two tight ends too. I mean, honestly, it could yeah. be well, both of them too. You want to talk about whose value got fucked? It could be them. Like we thought, like Cam check down central that would make both of them valuable. We don't necessarily. Mac Jones doesn't necessarily look like a check down quarterback, at least not yet. I mean, rookies tend to do that, so maybe that is how it'll turn out. But I, it might end up hurting their value as both of them being there. All right. Yeah. Anyway, where's Cam gonna go? Billy, you start Dallas, Miami. I think he's going to Baltimore, and here's why. So if you look at the players that are behind um, Lamar on the depth chart, there's not really anybody that can run the Baltimore offense if he went down. Who could potentially run that offense, albeit a very – like it won't be as good, obviously, but like Cam. Cam can do what Lamar Jackson – like the skill sets are not that far apart. So – I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be able to rush for 100 yards a game. I'm not saying that he can – well, hell, Lamar can sometimes not really compete passes. But I think Cam could at least make it look a little bit similar to what Harbaugh's trying to do. So I think Baltimore makes the most sense. Joe, what do you think? I like that idea. I mean, 
I I would say Dallas just because I think Jerry Jones would love to make the big signing. He loves the news. He loves all that. Cam, I mean, they do. They cut Danucci. Uh, Cooper Rush is not going to take you anywhere if that gets hurt. And they saw how that happened last year. So they cut Cam would at least too. be, yeah, Cam would at least be competent in that situation. I think the dark horse here is Miami. Um, clearly, they are not sold on Tua. Um, if they're really trying to bring Deshaun in that bad. Uh, I think it would be an interesting signing there to kind of give him some competition, let him know someone's hot on his heels there. So I, those I, are my two. I do agree with all three of those, honestly, because it just makes sense having that backup running back or backup court, mobile quarterback, basically, to a mobile quarterback. And I think that's what the Eagles kind of did with Minshew was have someone who can kind of – Flacco's not going to go out there and be able to do anything close to what Hurts does. So it would be a completely different shift. Um, so honestly, I, I, I think Dallas is the play there. Um, I could see Baltimore as well. And I, as you said, both teams kind of got rid of their backup quarterbacks. So there's, and there's not really much going on for either one of them behind that. Um, I don't know if they saw the cam news and were like, oh shit. All right, we'll just grab him. Um, but at the same time, I really like Houston for him, but I know he won't do it. Cause I, I think he wants, he wants a ring. I honestly like 2014 was his only chance at it. And was it 2014, I don't know, 15, whatever, one of those years. Um, I, I think it's 2014, but anyway, um, I think that he wants a ring. He's not going to go to the worst team in NFL basically, but he honestly would be great on Houston. I think he should just wait until somebody injury. gets injured and then yeah. he'll come to wherever he, he's needed. I think that's probably the play for him. That would be the play. But I mean, if you look at the backup quarterback landscape, really across the whole league, there's a ton of good landing spots there. You got sealers that make a great, great bet too i mean they've seen what happened when ben goes down it would seem like they like haskins though yeah but if, cam would cam is way better than Dwayne if haskins. ben actually went down they're not going to feel good about having haskins you know what i mean you'd feel i okay mean with- i agree i'm just saying I, that's what it feels like it actually makes sense though because if you sign cam you can keep him for two three years and then you continue to draft your quarterback for the future it's a pretty good bridge from roethlisberger i think but not terrible Okay, well, let's move on to the next topic. Um, We'll just let Josh have this one. Going to the conspiracy corner, Josh, for just one second. All right, what's the conspiracy? The conspiracy, it's not even a conspiracy. It's more of a question. It's that kind of conspiracy. Why do the Eagles still have Zach Ertz? (laughs) <laughs> so this is great because the news just came out today about I'm Zach Ertz and I love the Eagles and I want to play here for the rest of my life. And I, I just, we all made up and we're all fine, blah, blah, blah. It's all publicity. He's just trying to show that he's a team player, which he is. He just like got boned last year. Like the, like I, I, I don't need to say how bad the Eagles got injured last year. I don't need to say that his best friend got traded from the team or basically dropped. I mean, he, he was the best man in Carson Wentz's wedding. Like, it's not like they're not, like, they don't share, like, any information or anything. And the way Wentz was treated last year, he probably was upset about it, too. And he's on a contract here. They wouldn't sign him. They got Dallas Goddard. It makes no sense for them to sign him. No offense. But Zachers is still an elite tight end. There are many teams that need him, and I'm really shocked that no one's called yet. It makes no sense. Can we but talk I about Minnesota real quick? Minnesota traded for Herndon. And or sign Herndon, and it's like you could have had Zach Ertz for probably a fourth round. They tried to trade for Goddard. 
Minnesota tried to – yeah, there was a report out today that they were trying to get Goddard, but the Eagles' asking price was way too high, so they passed yeah, back off on it. Yeah, Goddard's the starting tight end, I basically. agree. Ertz is getting yeah. traded. I, I, it's going to happen. It will literally happen in the first five weeks of the season. I'm calling that You right think now. they brainwashed him? With the blonde hair. He's like, dye your hair blondes. You need to do it. Oh my they God. sat him in a microwave, just baked his brains, and he's like, I love the Eagles. My hair is blonde now. <laughs> I it's completely, just, completely possible. I, I, honestly, what I think it Science. is is I think it's Ertz being a stand-up guy. I think he's done with the bullshit. He's a he's an emotional guy. He cried week seventeen when it was his potential last week in Philadelphia. I mean, he 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 loves the team. He, there's no doubt about that. But it's it's trending without him basically at this point. And the, the 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 asking price is so damn cheap. I can't believe someone won't spend a third rounder on Zach Ertz and pay him like not that much because he had a bad year. Like, is not. You're getting an elite tight end, a guy who's been a top three tight end for the last like five years. Like, I have no idea why nobody wants him. Um, I, a contender should have already been on the phone. Arizona, Buffalo, like somebody. Why is Arizona Minnesota? okay with Dan Arnold? They don't have Dan Arnold. Somebody else is that their accountant? No, Dan Arnold's on Carolina. Oh, he's he's doing who's, his accounting who's in Carolina. Who's Arizona's tight end? Exactly. No, this this exactly. Exactly. I thought they had Dan Arnold. I don't know why. No. <laughs> that was last year. And I oh, so he, did, he was on Arizona. Okay. Yes. Good. No, not, he went to sure. do his accounting in Carolina now. So I don't understand. Yeah. Why exactly? You don't know who their tight end is. Jacksonville. Don't know who their tight end is. Like Carolina. Dan Arnold, apparently. We found that out, but we didn't know that yeah. ahead of time. No, we didn't. I honestly think Buffalo is the biggest. Max Williams is the guy. Max oh, I kind of like Max. He was Williams. on Baltimore, he, he right? Was never, yeah. yeah. He was never good, though. I mean, Zach Ertz would easily replace him and be better. I honestly, I think Buffalo's the play because if they want to go for a contention, like yeah, Diggs is there, but like, I mean, it's not that great behind him. And there's what Dawson Knox. Like I, I've, I've wanted him to work out, but I don't think it's going to. You, you can usually let their other tight end go that they brought in for camp or whoever it was. They signed a tight end. They just let him walk. I think a lot of these teams are just waiting for the cuts to happen to see if anybody comes out. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a trade go down. There's and and honestly, that's a good point because it could have been waiting for like, oh, someone will cut someone, or like maybe yeah. they'll just give up on Ertz. And it's like throw a fourth rounder at it. Be like, come on, man, here you go. Or like a fourth. Wait, you saw you saw all those weird pick swaps that were going on late in the day for no namers, pretty much, just so they didn't cut them. Like I was shocked that the like Eagles that. weren't a part of that. I, I I don't understand what's going on there. And honestly, I'm okay with it. The only thing that sucks is it sucks for fantasy. And honestly, I lost Irv Smith, and now I've lost Goddard. So I have Goddard and Ertz on my team as my tight ends in our league, which is rough. Yeah, it's tough. It's very yeah. tough. Okay. Handcuffing Next. tight ends. That's the, yeah, uh, I was hoping he gets traded. I just wanted to get traded so bad for both people's sake. <laughs> really, only the Patriots were the only time you could do the tight end handcuff. But... We won't get what into time to be alive. We won't get into that. Hernandez, I'll calm down with the time to be alive. Um, on to the next thing. I won a fantasy championship with Gronkowski year one. It was a great time. Billy, do you want to talk about that real quick? I lost you in year two, so I don't know what happened in year one. But anywho, on to the next one. Why do the Falcons only have three running backs on their active roster? Because they're idiots. They want to be a running Clark. team. They want to be a running fucking team. They were but never going to be they a running. Only team. have three. They have no. They have. I'm no not saying lines. this. They Their have no offensive coach line. is saying this. 
Mike Davis, no offense to Mike Davis, but as as you posted on Twitter, he's like, what, running back 28? 22. 22. He doesn't even deserve to be there. I mean, the only thing that he's got going for him is there's no one behind him. I don't think that they're going to be losing a lot of games. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Mike Davis is not a pass-catching guy. Honestly, if anything, Cordell Patterson might actually have a good year for the Falcons running backs. Like, yeah, I, I think Mike Davis will be fine. He'll get a lot of carries like to start the game off. But once they start losing, it's basically like, oh, yeah, we, we can't we can't use you anymore. It's not me saying they want to be a running team. Their head coach once said they want to be a running team. Really, but with three, with three running backs, it's like, the fuck are you guys going to do? Quadre Olison, uh, Cordell Patterson, and Mike Davis. Those are your guys. That's how you're going to be a running football team. Dude, I, as someone who saw Cordell run, you, it's it doesn't work. I mean, at least the way Nagy used him, which was stupid as hell, run him right up the gut for a one-yard play every in time. But, uh, no, I – it doesn't make sense. I think Mike Davis has a ton of value at this point, assuming that nothing else goes down. But really, I mean, off of the cuts we had, there's not really that much to be excited about. Maybe nope. Hawkins look really good at Tennessee. I can't believe they cut him. I can't, I can't believe Atlanta cut him, too. That's Caleb Huntley looked pretty good for Atlanta, and they dropped his ass, too. So. A lot I know. of, rookie, a lot of rookies sense. that got drafted this year got cut. Like, yeah, uh, Cornell Powell. We kind of predicted Cornell that. Powell? We were talking about him getting cut, and, that, yeah, he ends up getting cut. Kind of crazy. Des Fitzpatrick for Titans. Like, obviously, they have a lot of wide receivers, but still, like, you just drafted him in, like, the fourth round. Racy right? McMath. Watch yeah. out. Fire him up. Gracie made the cut. But, all right. Last story that I have, at least. Joe, your Bears apparently don't need a secondary. Can you speak to this for a second? (laughs) Well, we got Rashad Perriman, so we're just going to score so many points. (laughs) Can he he play in the defensive backfield? I'm sure we could could make something work on that. No, man, Ryan Pace is a effing clown. Um, I don't understand (laughs) how this – he better be at least working on something, trying to get Richard Sherman in there. Fuck his legal bullshit. I, I don't know. We got to do something. We did re-sign Artie Burns, former first rounder. So it, you know, we got five guys now. We had four at the beginning of the day, but uh, I don't feel. I think uh, Vildor uh, is going to take the next step as to being a serviceable cornerback. But as far as three cornerback sets, I have no idea what the fuck we're going to do. Joe, I've said that so many times for the Eagles, whenever they like signed random cornerbacks to fill in all the gaps. When you don't have one, you don't have any. We got one though. Jalen Johnson's good. He was a rookie last year and he's going to probably be okay. Dude, I just, that, that front I just seven think it's hilarious. Is so good. We don't even need him. It's I'm hilarious you. at the draft. You're like, Ryan Pace is a god. He fucking got Justin Fields, and now we're in August. I Ryan never. Pace is a Billy, clown. No, Billy, he was just, I promise on my firstborn child that I never said Ryan Pace was a god within oh, the last five years. Congratulations, Julia. Hmm. Yeah, well. I, I, I mean, just, okay, was pretty happy with him when he jumped to Justin Fields and didn't do the stupid thing. If you guys haven't noticed on this podcast, if you're listening, I'm an Eagles fan, and the Eagles did this where we didn't have a cornerback for the longest time. It doesn't work. You need <laughs> one. You need at least one, and you need two, really, because then you we just got two good one. safeties and a dope front seven. We don't need cornerback. I just, I, I honestly, you know what this is good for? You know what this is good for? This is good for Mr. Robinson, Mr. Montgomery. Yeah, uh, Ms. the entire Mr. offense, really. 
Yeah, I mean, Mr. Mooney, uh, Cole Komet, maybe, hopefully. You know, who else this is good for? Whoever the opposing quarterback Justin is. Justin Jefferson, who we play twice a year. <laughs> exactly, Justin Jefferson. Devontae, Devontae Adams, <laughs> who we play twice a year. And then whoever the Lions wide receiver is, who you play twice <laughs> a year. Tyrell Williams is going to go See, off. See, I think no. we signed Rashad Perriman to steal, steal the, the knowledge Lions. of what Detroit's doing this year. So, is Dan <laughs> like, What are those psychos up to? <laughs> Stan so, Campbell actually a psycho. Just you called doing this cocaine out. off strippers' butts, dude. You called this out the other day, Billy. I think this is the Quintez Cephas show. I think this is the chance he takes a step up. I think Amon Ross St. Brown gets that play. Tyrell's been injured all of camp so far already, which is a terrible sign for him for a guy yes. who's been coming off two seasons full of injuries. I love Tyrell Williams. He looked great on the Raiders and and uh I think that was San Diego at the time. Um, but I, uh, I think Quintez Cephas is going to take the next step here. I think yep. I still, I still want Hawkinson in every fucking league I'm in. Like give Absolutely. me Hawkinson, the value you're getting him in. And like the seventh round, you basically filled out your entire roster. You got three running backs, three wide receivers and a quarterback. Maybe, maybe grab him before that, whatever, what sixth round grab Hawkinson. Everyone buys those big three names. And then honestly, Titans are dropping like flies right now, man. It's not looking good. It's really not. It is but, that. Yeah. So back, to, back to the bears real quick. Sorry, yeah. I just got it. So Ryan Pace is such a dipshit that he holds his press yeah. conference today. We find out that Trevathan's going on the short-term IR with a slight knee issue. The dude's over 30. He's our starting linebacker. He's making a ton of money. And he's like, oh, it's just a slight knee issue. We're going to get him back to 100% by week three and use advantage of the IR rules. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Seriously? Ask about Tariq Cohen. Oh, I, I don't want to comment on if he had another surgery or not. Like the dude, it's been almost a year since he tore his ACL, and he's still not practicing. Well, he's on, he put him on the IR, right? In the out six, yeah, weeks? he's on the pup because oh, he's yeah, freaking, yeah. He uh, a rumor came out that he had a second operation on his knee, it's which has been downplayed like crazy. But I mean, we're just sitting here, and then he's going to say that his goal for this year is for Andy Dalton to kill it and for Justin Fields to learn on the practice squad. I think that's okay. They're no, not the practice okay. squad, but running the scout. Saying, everything else you're saying is really stupid. But I think that, <laughs> I think that, or no, like really smart. My apologies. But I think that Andy Dalton. Oh, okay. Thing, my like, apologies. No, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah. Dude, it is Give me some points, credit. I'm kind no, of smart. No, no. All, everything you've been saying is true. I, um, I, I do want to talk about Damian Williams here in a second, but I think what he's saying with Dalton is to uh, flex Dalton's ego, give him a chance. He did. They did sign him before they drafted Justin Fields. They did say he was going to be the starting quarterback, which he's obviously not going to be for the entire year. And he knows that Ryan, uh, Ryan Pace knows that. And Justin Fields knows that everyone knows that Bears fans know that uh, people that aren't Bears fans know that, but in general, I think what he's doing is he's trying to give, do what you're supposed to do in this league and give the veteran a shot. If the veteran does, if the veteran fails, Justin Fields comes in. I mean that that's just how it should be, and that's why I, you know the whole Cam argument and Garoppolo Trey Lance thing. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have that capability at the time being, um, but I just I don't know. I, no, I, dude, I, first, I agree with what you're saying, but the thing that kills me about Pace is he's always this. You know, he says all the right things. He's your corporate guy. He's the golden god in the business industry, but. He also has fucked up a very promising roster repeatedly. Yeah, we make it to the playoffs, we lose in the first round. And they hang their hat on. He's speaking like a guy who has a job secured, right? And that's what pisses me off so much because it's like, dude, you you make one more step, they should fire you. They're probably not going to you because Ted Phillips is an idiot. 
but he's so confident about how he stands and his vision for the team and all this stuff. And it's fucking garbage. He's horrible. I hate him. And he's so right. confident about having a job next year. All right, Josh, calm down about the bears. Um, no, dude, I'm off my bears train. I, that press <laughs> no. conference pissed me off to no end. I'm dude. just messing with you, dude. I've, I, you know, you know how much I've ranted about the Eagles. Like, people probably don't even want to hear me rant about them anymore. But wait, there's more. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, hey, there is, real quick, there is. Josh, play that uh, Eminem thing. Let me say Ryan Pace real quick. Okay, real quick. My apologies. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I and I know it's your opinion, but your opinion's wrong. Yo, you don't even know what soup it is. It's about to get stupid up in here. Fucking clown. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so real quick uh, about the bear. One more thing about the bears and then we'll stop because people probably don't want to hear about them. I like them, but I'm sure other people don't care about them. Um, Damian Williams. Is he serviceable? I mean, end of the bench. Like, I would think so. He's definitely a stash, especially I, with Tariq out. Well, I just, I think that there's still going to be that. Somebody's got to fill that Tariq Cohen role. They didn't have that last year. They tried with Cordell Patterson. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, but Damian, Will- Damian Williams has been great. Was was he not? Yeah. This- he was almost a Super Bowl MVP. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, he was. He's he's definitely a stash. He could definitely have some value if something were to happen to Montgomery. But Cleo Herbert's definitely a name to look out for, too. He looked great in the preseason. <clears throat> I'm done listening to you about your third string running backs. Uh, who, hey, did they just, who did they just drop that you thought was going to be really good? Two years ago, running back, they cut one of them. It was your next Darren Sproles. Tree right. Cohen's the next Darren Sproles. Man. No, no, no. There was another. There was another one in there, and I, I'll find them for you. Don't worry. Fair enough. Okay. Well, let's let's <laughs> briefly talk about some of the notable cuts that came from the past couple days. Um, any names in there that you think you know are stashes, possibly that you know, got cut that could potentially have a second win somewhere else. Cam. Cam. Cam, that's a great great answer. Okay, well, I'll go first, I guess, since you all just think Cam. Um, (laughs) I want to just shout out my boy Colin Johnson. He played for Giants. He's on the Giants. I know, but, like, I think he has a chance to be something on his new team. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars knew – how to properly use Colin Johnson. And I think that, well, Daniel Jones aside, I think that he could be something going forward. So my problem with this is, is he went to the worst team to possibly go to for a wide receiver. I was really rooting for him as well, but him going to the giants is just awful because they have way too many wide receivers as it is. And they already don't know how to use the ones they have. So give me your, let, let Daniel Jones work himself out. I don't, and... th- I don't think he's going to, though. Dude, that is a deep depth chart, though. <clears throat> Third, Daniel Jones has one year left. I just I think this is the last of Daniel Jones. Not, I mean, he's not going to be cut or anything like that, but he's definitely like... Just no, they're going to draft a rookie next year if Daniel Jones isn't good this year. That's going to happen. For sure. Yeah. Hey, y'all remember when I traded Jordan Love and Daniel Jones and Michael Thomas for Josh Allen in a super flex league? Yeah, I do. That was, that, that's, that's such a good I feeling. I can't believe still. anyone would buy Daniel Jones, but Ar- Artavis Pierce was the bear that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, man. We thought he was going to be a G and he just got cut. All right, I want to talk about one <laughs> notable cut that don't, don't stash him. I still have him on a team and probably should drop him. But the Eagles just don't like him. And, yes, I am not done with my Eagles rant. 
The Eagles kept JJ Arcega Whiteside, Mr. Oh, Arcega. Arcega Whiteside. JJ. Uh, he looks bad. Um, never as much good. He didn't even look good in preseason. They say he looked good in preseason, but I watched it and he didn't look good in preseason. Um, Travis Fulgham had one of the best stretches of five games last year. And yeah, that was weird and everything. And then Alshon came back and basically took his role away, which they said he didn't prove it after that, but they threw him one target a game or two targets a game and said, yeah, he didn't do it anymore. It was like, no, you threw eight balls to him and he made it happen. You throw two balls to him. He's not going to make it happen. Like give him, give him some consistency. Uh, Travis Fulgham could be and should be. Unfortunately, he's on the Eagles, uh, whatever bullshit list practice squad practice squad yeah i like bullshit list better but Fair um, yeah i just ah man i'm so mad about that we kept jj ortega whiteside over travis fulgham who actually has caught balls and touchdowns in games instead of like i don't i don't even know what his stats are and i don't want to know because it's sickening <laughs> i mean he's our fifth receiver and we don't have depth like we needed six receivers as it is but yeah, we're like, our uh, no, no, Fulgham, who did really good for us last year. Our leading receiver last year, which is the saddest part, because he had like 600 yards. Oh. All right, I'm done. That's it. Fair enough. And the podcast, I think you had done. some interesting ones <laughs> rookies. You got you know, Peyton Barber being released by the Redskins. I know he resigned, but that's really good for Jared Patterson. You had Jalen Samuels being released from the Steelers. That just shows how much faith they have in Najee. And um, Kalen Balaj as a backup. Yeah, yeah. You're all you're about that Bellage. I'm man. about Bellage as the number two on that team. God. I'm not saying I'm just I'm when you go saying, to Vegas, do you stay in the Bellagio? No, oh, here we go. Stay in the Kalen Bellagio. <laughs> but I'm just letting you know, okay, Kalen Bellage is a name to monitor for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If there was anything to happen to Najee Harris, or let's say hypothetically Najee Harris can't catch the ball, which we're really not sure of at this moment. Um, no, he can. Okay, well, how do you know? He can I'm I'm very sure of Najee okay. Harris. Okay, good. All right, well, we're going to take it on Joe's word. Well, let's say hypothetically <laughs> Najee Harris has some drop problems. Caleb Bellage might get some okay, – oh, sorry, okay, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Josh. Um, can we talk about the uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden train, hype train finally coming to a crashing halt? I think what it came down to is people just loved his name. I don't think people actually knew who yeah. he was or how good he was. Last, he cool year, dude, last year, though, like he was like – third round like he was like fodder for people like oh you this antonio gandy golden he's the next big wide receiver in there the and problem, they get deami brown in there and big. it's like who the hell was antonio gandy Golden? so i think the yeah. thing was was this was before terry mclaurin's real blow up year like obviously he did good two years ago but it wasn't great and everyone saw what capability washington had to catch the ball and there was no wide receiver too so everyone was like, "Oh yeah, well he's going to be the number two basically," and that's that was the that was the benefit to that. Same with Dammy Brown before Curtis Samuel got there, but I think now, honestly, my opinion of the Washington football team, which seems weird to say, still get get a team name. Um, I just I don't really like their targets this year. Um, Logan Thomas is another one that people loved last year because he had an ass ton of targets, but now that there's four guys on that team. It's not going to be as good. I think that that defense is good enough to hold them to close games. I don't they're going to think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. I think McLaurin's obviously still the one. You, you're not going to not grab him. But Gibson and McLaurin are really the only two Washington players I want. Jamie Brown, yeah, sure. Like, get him just in case. He's really good. You can get him super late. Honestly, he's probably on waiver wires in most redraft leagues right now. Um, but Curtis Samuel, just I've never liked Curtis Samuel. He's not consistent. It's like having Brandon Cooks on your team. He's, he's going to sit on your bench and he's going to score 40 and then you're going to put him in. He's going to get three, but I just feel like same with Logan Thomas. I think Logan Thomas is so highly hyped right now with that team that in reality, 
he got all those targets because there was no one else to throw the ball to. I mean, he's still going to do good. He's just not going to be a top five tight end like everyone thinks he's going to be. I think yeah. Riverboat <laughs> plays him as the Greg Olson, though. And I think that's very secure for his place on the team and the targets that he's going to get. I personally don't think he's that hype, dude. I've been getting him in like the ninth, tenth round. And for a tight end of his caliber that I think he's going to do, I think he's a value where you're getting him. They didn't pay him that much money to not be that good. So I just, I want to see it this year before I like really buy into the hype train. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I just want to quickly say the Des Fitzpatrick train. It's, it's pretty, it's in pretty rough shape. I'm not going to lie to everybody out there. I was pretty high, had high hopes for him. And I still think he's going to go back to the Tennessee practice squad. But as it turns out, if you can't block as a wide receiver, you're probably not going to get a spot on an NFL team. And hopefully he learns how to do that on the practice squad because he's definitely got the skill set to be a good receiver. He just doesn't have all of the other tools that you need when you're not catching the football. So <laughs> keeping the keeping it strong out there. I'm sorry that this happened to anyone who may have went out and got Des Fitzpatrick, but who the he's fuck would know that, on the team? Who man. would know if Julio was going to be traded there? Like when that when I was right. saying that, nobody would have guessed that. I mean, you also rescinded that a long time ago, too, so you can't feel bad like anyone took your advice. Well, as soon as Julio got traded there, I was like, well, never mind. Never mind. Move on. (laughs) Move right along. Okay. Um, Well, on on, uh, IDP, guys, uh, Kaiser was cut from the Rams, so Micah Kaiser was let go. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see who out of Ernest Jones or Troy Reader really becomes the the big dog on campus there because like Josh has said, Littleton's value was because the Rams are funneled through the middle of the field, the whole defense. So it's keep an eye like on that. Reader, too. By the way. What? So it's looking like Troy reader, by the way, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting when I was going to another, yeah, another IDP guy, uh, my boy Jelani Tavai uh, for the lions who they drafted in like the second round two or three years ago i wanted him to be good they just they just never was also i mean jared, jared wilson no who's the guy they got who's their linebacker mixing jared games. davis jared davis I was he's jared. on the jets now okay well they have someone that's their starting middle linebacker Jamie they never, yeah yeah, Jimmy, yeah they just will Collins, not yeah. they never <laughs> gave him the the starting role like he they were, they were like wanted him to be good but never he didn't even have like more than 40 percent snaps I don't know for like three games. So I mean, I think that could be a sneaky pickup for a team. Uh, especially he's on, he's on the Patriots. Oh, he son of a bitch! He went to their oh. practice squad. Good for them. Good for well, them. Well, they have Matt Patricia back. So I mean, Matt Patricia drafted Jelani Tavai, so of course he believes in him. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, rough time for us. Okay, well, we're gonna move on to our next part of our show, which is gonna be hot takes 2021 so i tasked the other two guys on this podcast including myself to come up with three ferociously hot takes for this upcoming season now this isn't going to be your run-of-the-mill oh i think this person's going to be a top 25 player Mm -mm. we're talking about some hot takes delete 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 delete. okay could be fantasy could be nfl well, I mean, it could be a hot take if it's like Tony Pollard finishes as a top 25 running back. That would be insane. Like, God, will you get off Tony example. Pollard? <laughs> an example. It was an example. Just like, say that it. Would be, Just say it. That would be a hot take. All right. Billy, that's go not, get your that's Pollard not one take. Of my, that's way. not one of my hot takes, believe me. <laughs> I don't believe that. So, anywho, 
Uh, do you all want me to start off? Do you want to do uh, you all want to I start think you off? Should do one at a time, not not rapid fire like Joe last time. Okay, well I'm gonna. Hey, you I'll gave go me a first. one minute timer, man. No, I'm gonna go for yeah, not for all <laughs> of the t- all of them at one time. We met one. I was wrapping them out there. You really were. You, it you, was one minute per, not one minute per. The you whole finished thing. the whole thing in under a minute, so it was pretty impressive. Hey. It was just you know we got our eyebrows blown off by it. I'll go first actually because. I think Urban Meyer is going to be the first head coach fired this year in Jacksonville. I think Urban Meyer is a fucking idiot. I'll uh, there. I said it. I said this last week. I'm saying it again. Can I just, I'm just going to go and write down the time on this and go ahead and clip this because I feel like we need a just a weekly Urban Meyer chat. Okay. Well, guess what? Dumb, dumb Urban Meyer did this week. He fucking said that COVID played a part in teams cutting their team cutting players <laughs> guess what dumb dumb you can't do that it's against the fucking rules stupid it's against the, and so now they're getting investigated by the nflpa and they're gonna have to fucking probably give up a draft pick or some shit over this and it's like get out of your own way dude Bill like Belichick's laughing right now he's like, i've given up draft picks before but i'm not every team like cut players because of not being vaccinated or something like that Every team did it. Guess what? You don't say that that's the reason. It's so stu- it's so stupid. I just I cannot believe this guy is a head coach. I I I get it. He's a really brilliant football mind. He just has no idea how to run a football like a program, like a an NFL program. He knows how to run a college program where you can just do shady shit under the table and nobody cares. In the NFL, you don't have room to work like that my guy like it's very well documented what you do so <laughs> i'm going with him being the first one fired because by pure stupidity he's going to end up by like week six not being able to cut it when there's like oh and six because he's done all sorts of stupid stuff well so. i mean honestly college college quarter or college coaches have not historically done that well in the nfl i mean obviously like the big names at least i'm sure there's people that transfer over that we don't hear about as much often but like nick saban didn't do good in the nfl but no. he's there's been a few like jimmy johnson for example he yeah was, but like um, chip far kelly. in between far and in between chip kelly uh, yeah, yeah but the yeah. thing is even with chip kelly at least like he was like i'm gonna try this new crazy thing and see if it works and it was like well maybe it would and it didn't but it did not he's not <laughs> well, he should have told everyone what he was gonna do. he's like hey i'm gonna run my organ offense here and they're like oh well this will be easy stuff. right <laughs> exactly but it's just like <laughs> this guy just had as a circus going there every freaking day and i don't understand how it's going to work for the entire season like i, I honestly i'm kind of just like picking up my popcorn and looks like well what's next what could you do now urban <laughs> you got something play what idiotic thing do you have planned for today like what stupid thing are you gonna allow to happen so Cue the I, michael jackson popcorn meme exactly so yeah. I, that's my first hot take i i don't think urban lasts a season and i much less think he's going to be the first one fired barely eking out cliff kingsbury but i think he'll be the first one fired yeah i honestly uh i don't think either one of us can disagree with that all right so, i got can, can i go to my hot take yeah go ahead josh we, i mean i mean joe are you good with that are we satisfied yeah no oh, okay. by all means go ahead we'll do That's that order um let's go um let's go with justin tucker will be the number one kicker this year I'm just kidding. That's obvious. Just I was kidding. like, okay, I don't no, think that's no, as no. hot as you're saying, but okay, I will we'll super you down hot, spicy take. But that's a that's a bonus take. Draft Justin Tucker. Don't draft him like an idiot, though. Don't be that guy who grabs a kicker in the eighth round. That's stupid. All right. Uh, my real hot take is I believe thoroughly, and I'm grabbing him everywhere. I've even convinced one of our good friends, Gerald, who 
drafted a team that looks like everyone we've talked about. Like, I don't know if he sent you guys that draft, but his team looked like, I was like, I really like your team. Every person on this team is someone I would draft. And he goes, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. So I was like, ah, that tracks. Like, <laughs> and I was like, it, it's, it's sexy. I got to read it off to you. I got to, I'm going to read off. I'm going to, I'm going to give Gerald a little play here. Cause man, that team looks good. But anyway, uh, my actual hot take is also on Gerald's team. I believe Russell Gage will win people fantasy championships this year. You're getting him basically the last round, maybe the last two, three rounds. Uh, the last five weeks, he was averaging uh, basically eight targets a game, getting double digit points. I don't know why people like think that like no one's going to take over the Julio targets. Obviously I know people are high on pits and you can still be high on pits and still think that Ridley's going to get, or uh, Russell Gage is going to get those targets. It's, it basically, there's no one like Alimidius, Zekius, whatever the heck his name is. He is not, he's not the guy who's going to take over those targets. It's, it's Russell Gage. He did it last year when Julio was injured. He's going to do it again. The team's going to be so bad and they're going to throw the ball the entire year. So I just, I don't, and then not to mention if anything actually happened to Ridley, which would actually be probably be bad for Gage. Um, he's, he's going to be the epso facto number one wide receiver. So I just don't understand why people are, like why he's drafted in the 12th round. Like he's the wide receiver two. That's the last wide receiver two you're getting. And I would be okay with grabbing him in the 10th. Like maybe even before that, like I'm not trying to reach on people's ADP because you don't want to get too high up there, but I cannot believe, I thought his ADP would skyrocket and I've just seen it basically sitting there stagnant in like the 12th round. And it makes no sense to me. There's a lot of targets to be had there. Mm-hmm. Really is. Okay. Yeah. Fireball. Yeah. My scorching hot take, and I've I've said this probably a hundred times on this podcast, and I know there's an injury involved now, but I still think DeAndre Swift Swift catches ninety to one hundred balls this year in that offense. Um, that's five point eight catches per game. They're going to be down like crazy. Jared Goff with Todd Gurley in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. Todd Gurley had 64 and 59 catches in games that they were winning pretty much every game. They had a good defense. They had everything. The Detroit Lions are going to be playing catch up 97% of the time this year. Wait, are and that leads to a lot of balls to DeAndre Swift. What's up? I said, are we bringing other billion here? You said catch up. Catch up. Gotcha. I just wanted to get that on an official paper. So there. you've already said it like three times, so it's not a hot take anymore. I know, but I, I want to officially say it. I, I, I agree with the fact that you've said it a bunch of times. I just, I just don't see it, man. He's That's already fine. injured. That's what I do. It's not because it's not because he's bad. I just don't think that you're you're comparing him to Todd Gurley at this point. Basically, like nobody was like Todd Gurley in those years. I mean, there's probably some of the Georgia. top five running backs and stuff that are like Todd Gurley, but they I, did both play at Georgia. Good yeah. <laughs> comparisons okay your college football <laughs> podcast is really paying off for you joe I'm dude i'm learning so much from billy <laughs> i just i'm not this saying man's a fucking is, guru over here i just would much rather grab ridley or a wide receiver there or i don't know just i just feel like that if, if it doesn't i feel like there's a worse chance of it not panning dude out. i'm starting to see him dip into like the fifth round on stuff at that yeah. point <laughs> Well, with the injury, yeah. I don't. I haven't. I haven't drafted in a while. With Swift went in the fourth injury. round on my live draft on Saturday. Fourth. I mean, it was like the first pick of the fourth round, but still, it was like the fourth round. It was kind of I'm, nuts. I'm okay with grabbing him there, but his ADP was like 15th, 17th. Yeah. I couldn't grab him the second round. Oh, man, was like I, I've been going receiver happens. early quite a bit, <clears> and not ma- or grab two wide receivers. DeAndre Swift is my second running back. I am very happy with the way that draft turned out. Going wide receiver heavy in the top. 
All right. Um, I, honestly, I didn't know his ADP was that low. So you know what, Joe? I'm okay with it. That's <laughs> fair enough. All right. Here's my next scorching hot take, which I cannot wait to hear their opinions on this one. I think Najee Harris is going to lead the league in rushing. I don't. I don't have any problem with that. Joe apparently had that exact same thing. Do you really? He's showing. Yeah, he's showing the. Najee Harris. That's RB's awesome. Run on season. And yes. is that, are those hearts next to that? That's funny. Yeah. I drew I show that on screen. Oh, that's that's a video. <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. But yes, I think Najee Harris is going to get run into the motherfucking ground this entire season. And I don't think that they're. I don't think they're going to pass as much as that. Like last year, for example, maybe the touchdowns will get sniped by like Claypool or Deontay Johnson, something like that. But I think as a whole, like down the field, I think it's going to be Najee is going to pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock. And I, I think see, that's how it's going to go. I, I've said it to anyone that'll listen. I think <clears throat> you're going to see Zeke rookie year, uh, Saquon rookie year, like obviously potentially better. But I just feel like they're going to give them the ball. Like they're going to give Najee the ball. Like that's yeah. his thing. He's a big dude. I want him in a draft so bad. I just hope to God I get a late round pick. Otherwise, I'm drafting him with the third round, third overall pick because he always gets sniped on the way back so far, and I've only been in for the sure. Time, so. Yeah, no, no I, I they live, they love the kid, and from every report that's been in camp, he is like if you're out there, you could probably get some pretty good odds on him leading, like winning the rushing title this year. I'd look at what the odds are. I think when I last looked, it was like twenty eight to one for him to lead, and I would take that bet. I, I think he's going to have so many fucking touches this season that he's going to have the volume to get there. I'll give him offensive player rookie of the year. I think RB one. That's a super hot take. Don't get me wrong. I, I agree with it, but I just think that. Well, he said he more. said rushing leader. I had RB one on. This he season. had RB one. Yeah, I mean, overall. same thing. I mean, for for, for the most kind part, of we're on the like, same page, man. But if that's, he's that's if he's rushing leader and he's a big guy, he's gonna have a lot of touchdowns. So naturally, it's about the same. Thing. I just that's the only part I'm scared of, though. I think they're gonna do these stupid Chase Claypool four yard touchdown bullshit. I'll do like, those fucking end rounds, man. Exactly. It oh, happened dude. to the Eagles last so year. So stupid. Four touchdowns against the Eagles. Oh, yes, man. on the yeah. most dumbest, the dumbest plays. So no, I I have no problem with the hot take. I love it, honestly. I think we're all about it. Okay, nice. Well, my I'm glad my two hot takes so far haven't been that far off from actually being takes you agree with. So uh, I'm looking forward to number three. I'll disagree with it, whatever it is. You probably you probably will already. <laughs> all right. Well, I Keep did going. do a I did a thing that you guys are probably going to disagree with. Um, oh, no, this has to do with um, a quarterback that I drafted and and I chose him as the QB three in our league. And I actually, tr- I, I thought about it and I've defended this to a couple of people and I've talked about it a couple of times about I, in our draft, the, the Sheba league, I, uh, I had the choice. I didn't need to draft him. I, I chose to draft him. I had, I had a choice of any quarterback, except that wasn't Josh Allen and Mahomes. I think Herbert's going to be a top three quarterback this year. I think that he learned a lot his rookie year. Um, he obviously missed one game with the first one, um, but he looked really good and, they didn't build around him, which is a little uh, concerning. I thought they would add some wide receiver depth to that team, but the dude has no problem throwing the ball to anyone. I think that's the thing that he's got going for him. Uh, the interceptions weren't very high either. I think he's just going to have a ridiculous year. I'm, I'm thinking like 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns kind of deal because they're not the kind of team to have those 
big and duck running backs are mm-hmm. like they don't really have i mean unless larry roundtree is really that dude they haven't had the big running back he's that dude in the end zone they don't give it to eckler on the goal line so i just think that there's going to be a lot of big plays here i i just i my thing is i just think herbert's gonna i he probably won't be top three but i think he will easily be top five here's the thing though herbert had five rushing touchdowns last season like that that's a lot and that's you know value that you can definitely if he even gets if he even matches five rushing touchdowns and then gets you know how many ever <clears throat> passing touchdowns he's gonna have this year i yeah uh, i just top I, three is within the realm of possibility i didn't do it on purpose and i had no intent on grabbing herbert i grabbed Allen the couple rounds before and i was just like looking at it and i was the next one up and i was on the the back end where i'd have two picks in a row and i was like fuck it i'm i want herbert like i love the combo obviously if anything happens to any one of the three of the big guys on that team it would hurt a lot but Eckler with the yards after carry or after catch and and then you got fucking keenan allen out there who's just gonna have a monster year um, I just, I don't know. I just like Herbert a lot this year and I couldn't, I couldn't take Kyler or Dak or Rogers. I think they're all good quarterbacks. I just, Rogers, too many question marks. Russell Wilson, he sh- should be really good. I just, I don't know. I'm just waiting for that one bad year. The one time I draft him. Um, and then Kyler and Lamar, I'm not sold on. I just, it's hard for me. I, I think I even had Herbert as my quarterback six whenever we did our rankings, but I just, I don't know what it was. I just, I have a feeling he's going to be really good this year. You get those hunches, man. You just got to go on them. I got yeah, a hunch. This game's all about, dude. Really is. I like it. Let's see it. All right, Joe. What do you got? All right. So I have, um, assuming Kirk Cousins doesn't get himself in any trouble, I have JJ the Jet playing Mr. Justin Jefferson going four for four and leading the league in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Just a monster Ooh. of a fucking season over here. I think that Herb Smith injury opens the door for it. Thielen's getting up there in age. Uh, Cousins, I mean, his ass is on the burner at this point in his career. I don't think that defense is going to be very good. I think they're just going to be pounding the rock down to Justin Jefferson. And the Bears don't have any cornerbacks, so it's going to be wide open for him all day. I think that's 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 a that's a hot take. So you said scorching hot. That is scorching hot. That one is scorching me. <clears throat> I'm not defending my reputation here. I'm staking it on it. Justin Jefferson going four I think for four. He, I think he could lead in oh man, four for four. I just feel like, man, if I had if I had to bet it right now, I'd probably say no, but I it could happen. I mean, it could happen. Sure. Anything could happen. I just don't you like said scorching with, hot, and I'm saying it is scorching hot. I'm just like I'm the I'm stars are lining up. My brain is weaving the path to get there, which I mean, Thielen not being around would be better for that. I think Thielen helps him, honestly. I having Thielen get, there it, helps it's him. It's gonna take Thielen takes his touchdowns away. Take away from it. I, I don't think, know. I don't think Thielen takes his targets and, and yards away because Jefferson's obviously explosive on his own, but he does take the touchdowns away for some reason. I don't understand it because Thielen's not a big guy, but they did a lot of like slants in the end zone and Thielen's just always wide open and it made no sense. Like he had like 14 touchdowns or something last year. Yeah, it's crazy. But I think Jefferson, he was also a rookie and he looked fucking phenomenal for a rookie. I I don't disagree with, I think he can easily hit two of those and yards is definitely one of them. Yeah. He's got to get the touchdowns though. That's the thing. So it's either big plays or he needs to learn the jump ball in the end zone. I like it. He's got it. All right. Well, here is my last take that 
you know, this is probably the most far-fetched. But I think Mac Jones and Justin Fields lead their team to the playoffs. I, I love really, that. That's not a hot take. The Bears go to the the Bears go to the playoffs every year, and they lose. have you seen the, the Bears, Bears schedule? Yeah, I understand schedule, yada yada yada. But the Bears always go to the playoffs. Their defense is good enough to. Well, their cornerbacks aren't. Honestly, no, that's we don't need them. We don't need them. The offense. Well, the, though, the hot take smells. is that both of them get there. That's the hot take. Like one of them getting there, Mike. I think Mac Jones I mean, could easily do it. I don't like when you say things I agree with. I like disagreeing with you, and you've said everything that I agree well, with. Well, I so thought I you would agree. disagree that the Bears could get there. That means no. three teams in the <laughs> NFC North would get there. Like, you, you think that's possible? Honestly, I'm not sold on the Vikings. Well, they have a cupcake schedule, unless you talk to Joe. I'm, I'm just no, no, no. I'm just saying. I just, I just, I never have been sold on Kirk Cousins. It's not a bad thing. They'll probably make. I'm it not either. Game. I just think they got the easiest draw of all fucking time as far yes. as how their path to the playoffs is such a fucking easy. And honestly, the Packers and kind of in shambles right now. Obviously, Rodgers has vibes. some proof. Um, oh, but, they'll be fine. What are you talking about? Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and do what he did last year. I do think Bakhtiari getting put on IR is not. That's not awesome. It's not, that's not great. That's not it's great. Not awesome. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that's not awesome for their value. You're right. Um, I can see yeah. it though. The Patriots. Um, I think Mac Jones can be serviceable, and I think they built enough around him and just you know whatever quarterback they would have chosen. Personally, I think Cam would have led them to the playoffs. I don't think Dalton will lead the Bears to the playoffs. Not Dalton so. Fields. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, oh, Dalton said, for sure not. No, no, yeah. oh, no. I'm saying I, I think Cam could have led that team to the playoffs, though. Is the thing I don't. Think, I mean, it's a good team. Maybe. No, but... they got it. They built for what they had to choose from. They built a good team. Belichick's smart. He knows what he's doing. I fucking hate. Fair him. enough. Yeah. All right, Josh, go ahead. All right, now this one is the one that I'm sure you guys are gonna be like, no, you guys. Yeah, the about Eagles it. winning the NFC East. Yeah, I can't wait. The Eagles. To be fair, that, that's not even a hot take. That's just a possibility. They're all possibilities. Except for <laughs> that's except a pretty for hot Washington. Take. Washington, I my hot take, my fourth hot take because I'm not counting this one. Washington will not win the NFC East because in 14 years or whatever it was. No oh my God. Dude, I'm just, it's a stat, superstitions. It's not a super, it's true. All right. But anyway, um, no, this actually does have to do with the Eagles, but it's not about that. I believe in Mr. Sanders, Mr. Miles Sanders. I know that nobody does anymore because of their whole weird running back situation that they got going on. Okay. Um, I, I believe he's going to be in the top 10 running backs. I, uh, he has the easiest path to yeah. it. If he gets the carries, he is averaging five yards per carry in his career. He has basically gotten about 13 average of 13 carries per game in his, in his career. So if you just give him the fucking ball, uh, looking at you past Doug Peterson and Mr. Nick Sirianni, who apparently loves running backs and wants to make this a running team and yada, yada, yada. Um, he looked phenomenal with Jalen hurts out there. That was the only value we actually had last year. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly because of little dump offs and weird screen kind of games. Um, I, yeah, there's Boston Scott there and Gainwell, but I don't think either one of them is going to really cut into the majority of the workload. But what, what Doug Peterson did last year was in the year before was he'd put Miles Sanders out there for like three drives and then he'd just take him out of the game for like a quarter and then he'd put him back in and hope that he'd be fresh. I think Nick Sirianni's smart enough to know that Miles Sanders is the starter running back and these other guys are change of pace backs. Like they're going to do what uh darren sproles did like they're gonna pop in a, a, a play and then run back to the sideline um i mean obviously there's spots where if they're 
back 30 yards on second down, like, yeah, maybe Boston Scott will be in there. Maybe I just, I just think that the chances of Miles Sanders being out there more often and honestly being involved in the pass game. Uh, he had 50 catches for 63 uh, targets in 2019. And a lot of those were like wheel ender routes uh, end around like routes that ended up being touchdowns. Like I think he only had three touchdowns, but they were big, like chunk plays. So 79% catch rate. Last year is 28 for 52. Obviously, the team was garbage. So 53% catch rate, no touchdowns. They didn't throw to him. I mean, they threw like half as many targets to him. And he caught the ball. It wasn't the problem. It was Wentz threw it over his head or into the ground. Actually, no, it was always over his head. It was never into the ground. Wentz just sailed every single one that went to him. I I just have this feeling and that where his ADP is at right now at like, what, 36 or something like that. Um, I just I just love buying him. I'm going to buy him in every draft in the fourth round if I can get him. Okay, I no, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, there's definitely a, I can I can see the path to hit for him to get to top ten. I I think the coaching change is going to help him mostly on the Eagles. I think them playing from behind. I I them playing from behind is going to only increase that because I think in order for them to go faster, them running the offense through Hertz and Sanders would actually make a lot of sense. I, I think just, just having Hertz's mobility there is going to help him. Yeah, they clicked together, and that's the thing is people yeah. aren't talking about me. I thought he'd be higher up. Yeah, I think he slipped down ADP lately because everyone's just all about rookies. And well, I think well. the Eagles suck, so it kind of hurts the value. It's the preseason. We never win in the preseason. I've already talked about this. God, I don't want to get you back on it. I'm just saying that's why I think the slip happened. That's fine. All right, all right. So, Billy, Billy. I stole your, I stole yours. So <laughs> you stole my third, but I got, I got a couple down here. Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. I got this one written down as bonus draft kings. Um, on Thanksgiving of this year, November 25th, Justin Fields' Darnell Mooney stack is going to win someone a million dollars versus the Lions. Um, I'm predicting a massive, massive game on Thanksgiving. That's where he really solidifies that starting role, gets Bears fans all excited for the future. I'm pumped for it. God, I hope so, he has a starting role before Thanksgiving. No, no, no. Mark your calendar. Well, they come out of there by um, <laughs> two weeks before that, and then they play Baltimore. So i assuming that if he comes out, he's going to struggle a little bit against Baltimore, and then he's just going to fucking light Detroit up on Thanksgiving. National audience, 1130 in the morning, get the hype train rolling. Okay. God, Central yeah, no. Thanksgiving football game. 1230 Eastern. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm excited to see that. I always love a good Thanksgiving game. Oh, nothing yeah. nothing really beats. It's my favorite out watching, holiday by far. Watching that game. Three football games on Thanksgiving while you're cooking turkey and drinking wine, eating pie. Just nothing about it. Not I used to drink food. beer. What? What? No, it's just because I have to work, so I have to sleep oh, through most okay. of it. Oh. Okay, never mind. Just, That's fair. Right. That's fair. Thanksgiving's like the best. I haven't gotten to enjoy one in a long time. Real quick, but... can we talk about why people don't like turkey? Like I saw someone that was like, can, can we just admit it now that we're adults and say that turkey's overrated and we need to not eat? Shut the fuck up, Billy. I'm muting you. Um, so I just, I'm just saying turkey and Thanksgiving. You really muted him. I really did. I got control of this and he's <laughs> muted for now. We're going to talk about turkey and we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about football. I wish I could mute your video too. Can I do that? I don't think I can. All right, I'll just let kick him off. Just bounce no, I'll, I'll let him back in. This isn't pardon the interruption over here. I just, I just, I love Thanksgiving, man. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I just love football. I love beer and wine and turkey and 
I, pumpkin pie is overrated. I, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, one. I'm not a apple pie is the way to go on things. It's real pie. Like pumpkin pie yeah. is literally it comes out of a can and then you put it into a pie dough and then you like just put it in the oven. It's not a real yeah. pie. No, I'm a big ham guy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't care if you eat ham, that's fine, but you can't say turkey's bad. Dude, oh, my I favorite thing on Thanksgiving. Yeah. When I'm good and drunk, man, that go in the fridge, get the leftovers. Oh, and literally, the leftover turkey oh, dude, sandwiches for like two weeks afterwards. Just oh. literally fill the whole plate up with all the shit you just saved for dinner and just mix it all yeah, up and go to town when you're hammered. Dude, it's, leftover stuffing is a little underrated. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, dude. it doesn't have that crisp to it. Mm, I like it better. God, can we do a Thanksgiving? Not on Thanksgiving Day, obviously, but we'll be doing it the day before Thanksgiving. So that'll be great. Yeah, that'll be wild. We'll see about that. But uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. It's Wednesday. We do it on Wednesday. I get it. There's a lot of Black Friday prep on a uh, Wednesday. Take take seven to nine off and then go back in. Nice. Josh and I will all discuss legitimately that. just talk about Thanksgiving food for <laughs> an hour. For the whole thing. Yeah, no news, Honestly, no well, injuries, yeah. no start. I got a preview. I got a preview of the week. Nothing. You're just yeah, gonna like no. what's on the menu. Me I like and Kristen it. bought a forty-pound turkey yeah. just for Cook, two cooking them. show. We'll just do a cooking stream. Everybody can just be cooking in their kitchen, and we'll just be talking about whatever while we're cooking. But okay, well that is enough hot takes for the week. Oh man, this season's gonna start real soon. We got one more podcast before then, but let's get to closing points. That is what we got left on the schedule. Does anybody have anything? Because I definitely have a big one, and I'm sure you all know what I want to talk about. Why don't you? Just I don't. Do it? Yeah, we'll just do it. I don't know why I always ask you that. I should just say it. But let's talk about Bishop Sycamore High School. This I thought is, you were going to say Bishop Sankey for some reason. I don't know this, why. Yeah, let's bring back Bishop Sankey. But <laughs> God, that is a name I haven't forgotten. A while. Yeah, <laughs> oh, those Tennessee days—they took him so high, we believed in him, and he shat the bed. Anywho, Bishop Sycamore High School. Have you all followed this story? Is there a coach playing? You all haven't heard of the story. Is that is that recent? Is that? Literally this past no, weekend. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm letting you tell the story, man. Oh, okay. Well, for any of you out there that don't know, on uh, I think it was Sunday, a high school game went on against the, by the IMG Academy, which is a pretty much a professional high school team. Pretty much if you have an athlete, you send them to the IMG Academy and they come out a college football player. Anyway, they scheduled the football game against this team called Bishop Sycamore from Ohio. Well, it turns out Bishop Sycamore is a fake high school. Not real. Doesn't exist. They completely made it up. And apparently nobody knew about it until the day of the game. The announcers got an incomplete roster sheet um, that didn't have all the names. They said that they were kind of shuffling the roster around. They didn't have a complete list. So they only got half the names. Um, They didn't have a full amount of helmets for all the players on the team. They were having to trade helmets on and off. They had mismatched jerseys in the game. They weren't completely off, but they were slightly different colors from one another. And they got beat 58 to nothing. And after the game, they found out, yes, it is indeed a fake high school. The uh, address of the high school was a uh, business park that had a bunch of doctor's offices in it. And the coach had a warrant out for his arrest for shocker here. He had a warrant for fraud. Um <laughs> which, you know, being on national television, which actually, that's actually the best part of the whole thing. So ESPN actually broadcasted the game. 
on national television. And even the announcers were like, what is this? This is not a real football team playing right now. Like, I don't believe this at all. So who are the players, though? Junior college dropouts. Oh, that's phenomenal. (laughs) I didn't actually hear that part of the story. Yes. So they had told their parents that they had an opportunity to go play at a D1 college, pretty much. And they had pretty much just faked the whole like faked the whole thing so most of them had to end up going back like some of them were high school students that were legitimately supposedly in high school had to go back and to another school and actually finish out their senior year um and then the rest of the junior college guys just you know they were just trying to make a name for themselves by playing the img academy how great would it have been if that team won though that would have been it would have been incredible but it's literally the opposite of the movie accepted right that's pretty much the opposite. Yeah, pretty of, much. No, we're making up a high school here. That, dude, I cannot awesome. wait to see the movie they make about this. Literally, it's BS High School. BS High School. Literally, the name of the school oh initials are BS for bullshit. So it's like it, it's it's just such it's an incredible. Story. I want to know this guy's story. Like, could you imagine I, the police interrogating him after? I like, have, what the fuck happened? I have to hear this coach's tale in life. How he got to this point. Because he fooled so many people into making this into an actual game. I mean, he told them that he had D1 potential D1 athletes on his I, roster, I and they just took part. the game. And, you know, it's one of those, like, who's going to ask questions? Who who makes up a fake high school? Who schedules a fake game? Like, you know, all of this, like, well, who would actually do that? And this guy did it, and he does he that succeeded. count as a win for the high school team that won? Well, they see there, and there's the thing: they don't play very many games because nobody wants to play them because they don't want to get beat. So, like, they were all for taking this game because they're not going to play anybody else really because nobody will take them. I, on I can't count the dub, man. Fifty-eight, nothing. Oh, you have to count the dub. Yeah. First of all, they're going against older players. Most of them are twenty or twenty-one years old. Like they could drink on the sidelines. And were they? Was, no, they weren't. I it would have been. It would have been incredible. <laughs> It's like, like the coach was drinking a beer and he like handed it to like <laughs> backup lineman or something. They're just like Dude, the thirty for the thirty on that's going to be fucking insane. Well, they're the first. The, uh, you know, I say they're the first thing they should have noticed, but the quarterback was a dual player. Like he, the quarterback also played on defense too. On a, a in major high schools, that does not happen. Well, like, okay, I was that, gonna say in shittier high schools. No, in shitty high schools, that does happen, which is why this this should have raised some red flags because this is not supposed to be a shitty high school playing IMG Academy. It's supposed <laughs> to be, you know, it'd be like Central or one of the places from our area, not the St. Louis schools, but like one of our shitty Southeast Missouri schools going to play an IMG Academy. They they would get whooped just as bad. So anyway, it was an incredible story. I cannot wait to see the documentary that comes out about it. I hope that they put all the resources into it. Because I cannot believe this happened in 2021. That is honestly phenomenal, though. Um, I can't top that, but <laughs> I'll try. No. I didn't actually know the full story, so that's really phenomenal. Thanks, Billy, for filling us in because, you know, current events and whatnot. Yes, um, it's incredible. No, I want to talk about uh, fantasy football because that's what we're here for. Um, not saying that, that's actually really phenomenal. I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. But no, I, uh, I've noticed in drafts, and I'm hoping it, works out for me as well but i've noticed like quarterbacks aren't going heavy this year this is the first year i'm seeing patrick mahomes in the third fourth round and i gotta say i love it the fact that i can go and fill out my roster get a running back and two running backs and a running back and wide receiver and then still go grab mahomes maybe even another pick and i think it'll leave me and joe 
were in uh he went in the fourth round in a 12 team like i don't know if it's because everyone's like oh there's a bunch of good quarterbacks out there yada yada you know you don't need to reach on quarterbacks but like people even though espn has travis kelsey at number six overall um so i mean same concept there i guess probably not a little bit but because titans is a little more shallow but I just love the fact that you can get go out and get Patrick Mahomes in the third round, fourth round right now, and still like have a team because two years ago or even last year, people were drafting him in the first round, in the second round, like reaching like those. Uh, those are probably the same people that go and grab defenses and kickers and stuff in the eighth round. But um, I just I just love the opportunity to be able to grab a Patrick Mahomes and not have to pay the ridiculous price tag that is pretty much what Patrick Mahomes is worth. Yeah, it's weird, man. I think everyone finally caught up to the whole thing that everyone's been saying for years is wait on quarterback and the general population finally caught up to that. And it's weird because now I find myself grabbing quarterbacks earlier because of that. So it's kind of a weird twist of fate there. (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, like people are just smart because they realize there's only really 20 running backs in a draft. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you don't grab one round one and you wasted on Mahomes, then i mean unless this is a qb premium league or super flex league i mean there's no point in grabbing Mahomes in the second round you still got studs that you're getting all throughout Najee harris running back one yeah in the second round a yeah. million i did a draft recently where it's four points per uh touchdown for quarterbacks and complete espn standard and Mahomes and allen went in the first round lamar went in the second and wentz went in the third I just so like that I, that, I thought that was a joke. I thought you no. went to actually went in the third. No, I actually went in the third. It was like three oh seven. It's not super flex either, so it's just. But it's like, why? I don't. I don't. They, I don't like. I, ne- I will never understand that league, and that's just. I'll leave it at that because I'm sure they're having fun. At least we got some fun. Fucking awesome teams built because of that, though. So. Oh yeah, was... I got CMC and Diggs and Gibson. Fucking yeah. like what? Silly. Like, that's ridiculous. Fucking nuts, dude. Whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. All right, Joe. You got anything? Uh, Yeah, I just, again, I can't follow up Billy's story or probably Josh's for that matter, but I just want to go back to to nutsacks. Um, People are nutsacks, and I'm tired of hearing. So, like, this Dobbins injury, it just were people going back and forth. That's why you don't draft until after the preseason and blah, 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 blah. Dude, this time of year, you're hanging out with your friends. You're having a great time. You're getting to see people you haven't seen in a long time. It's a great time. You draft when you can. And J.K. Dobbins went down. That sucked. Cam Akers earlier in the season, that sucked. It derailed a lot of people with these injuries. But the injuries are going to happen. You're going to have injuries. If one happens in the preseason, it happens in the preseason. Every fantasy team is going to have injuries. So get off the high horse in the soapbox about not drafting until after the preseason because – you're idiots. You're absolute well, idiots, and you're taking the fun out of the game of fantasy football. I completely agree. I think my biggest thing is, is people are like, yeah, this is why you don't draft, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, this injury could have happened week one, and you would have had your draft. Yeah. It's the same could happen. thing. First quarter really week one, those. same thing. There's better chance of it happening if you think about it, because I mean, there's more. Hard. Exactly, there's more opportunity for it to happen. It could have happened in the fantasy championship. You know, there's never an ideal time for an injury to happen, and these are real people getting hurt. So we shouldn't even talk about it that way. But I mean, I'm, I'm just so tired of hearing about these freaking arm couch, freaking geniuses going on and on about how people are stupid if they don't draft until after preseason. People got schedules, bro. Quit being a nutsack. Well, well this is. 
I wish more people played Dynasty for this reason because, yes. like, if you're a Dynasty manager, you see this shit happen to your team, and you're just like, "Well, I got okay, I got to make a move now. Like, I gotta, I gotta figure it out." And the people that are saying stuff like that, they're like, "Oh, I barely only pay attention to football like every fucking three or four months a year because I'm always done by November." Yeah, I'll. They got one $10 league with their friends that they play. Exactly. And they're done by November and they're like on to hockey season or basketball season or whatever. Like we be drafting, man, we be drafting. That's what we do. Uh, We, I mean, if you draft earlier in the season, you get value. You get all these guys. I was getting CD lamb in the sixth round earlier in the season until everyone, Matthew bear (laughs) started hyping him up. But you get a lot of value in the earlier part. There is risk with that. And then you have more information to go off of in the later part. And I guess you could say there's less risk, but you know, it's the same game we play. Some of my best teams have been the ones drafted early in the preseason. So. Yeah, honestly, these, these same people that do this are the same people who lost Christian McCaffrey last year and gave up afterwards and stopped setting their lives. Yes. Like they're yeah. just like, Oh yeah, no, I lost. It's over. I went to the championship. I, I didn't win it, unfortunately, because Diggs scored like seven touchdowns or some shit. But yeah, I'll talk about that again. But no, um, I just 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 draft when you can. The thing is, is like you're in like nine leagues, you're in like eight leagues, I'm in like six leagues. Like we're all in a fucking shit ton of leagues. Like you can't all draft on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Like, which I have a draft on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. I'm gonna be at the lake. That'll be really I have two. They yeah, want to draft I have on two that as league. well. Um, no, I'm that, but no, no, I'm wow. good. Well, fuck you guys, man. Team, man. <laughs> I'll draft your team service. for you, bro. I'm going to be golfing, but I'll draft let, it. Let Joe do it. Thanks, Joe. Oh. No, I'll, uh, I'll figure a way out. But it's the thing is like, you can't schedule all the drafts. And that's the thing is these people are like, we can't draft now. Why? We can't do that. And it's like, why not? Why can't we draft on a random Tuesday? You all have phones. Just, just get on your phone, man. Miracles of modern technology. Every time I see it, I, I say like pros draft whenever like before the preseason and during the middle during preseason and amateurs draft afterwards like they need to listen to matthew barry's podcast or read up on what he's talking about for the year or they finally are getting around to like learning who all the rookies are but like the people like us who don't want to give people that edge are like let's draft early because you're not going to know any of the players and that's your fault not mine i'm I'm trying to actually win money here and try to win the league. I, I don't have time to let you catch up by letting other people influence your decisions. Like you need to either know it or you don't. And that's just I'm how sorry. it is. I'm sorry, but even if you don't know the people go buy a goddamn magazine at a grocery store and go read, read, read about what, what some analysts said and then go look it up again because it's probably wrong. Dude, the magazine guy, uh, speaking of, in the draft I did last weekend. Dude oh, he's a takes, magazine guy. I love him. Oh, my I God. Dude, dude takes Cam Akers in the second. It was like, oh, I can't no. believe this guy's still here. Oh, and no. brings it back with Michael Thomas. And I was like, oh, my God. This is this is awesome. Did anybody so, tell him about Akers? Or, like, it was just one of those. Yeah, we like, told him after he picked it and then made him keep his pick. So Yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. You, you did not do your research. I, Congratulations I, I, okay, for Cam I'm, Akers. I'm, you can keep him next year. I'm letting you know, grab, grab yourself. If you don't know shit about fantasy football and you don't listen, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know something, but if you don't know anything about fantasy football, go grab a magazine in the middle of August and just look at it, see what they say about certain players. And then go look again to make sure that player is not injured or make sure that, you know, they didn't get dropped or something. I mean, you know, like 
make sure you actually get some multiple sources on that. I mean, it's just like anything in this world nowadays. You can't just go on Facebook and believe what you believe what you read, you know. But honestly, I believe fantasy football is about players you like, like Herbert. I like Herbert. I, I he's not the QB three in anyone's board except for mine right now, I guess. But you go off your hunches, man. You go off your hunches. And you you either you you live and you die by those hunches. I've had some really bad hunches. I've had some really great hunches in my in my days. I continue, and I'm still going to continue to have those, and I look forward to it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's just one of those things. Like I lost Dobbins in that draft in the third round. I lost him. It sucked. It's a challenge for me now to get that team rebuilt and re-competitive or make it competitive again. It's still a pretty damn good team. I mean, I got a lot of rookies and stuff, but I mean, it's just a challenge. I mean, I'm already shopping Tyree Kill trying to make up for make up ground for what I lost there. So the people that are quitting after CMC goes down or the people that are bitching about, oh, preseason injuries, blah, 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 blah. What do you really think? Do you think there should be no preseason and these guys just go out week one and just get slaughtered because they haven't had any game action at all? Gonna I mean, that's going to make... Of injuries, if not more. That's exactly. Exactly. So it just, it upsets me. It up... Nutsacks, sure. dude. Nutsacks. All right, Joe. Well, let's get us out of here. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed riding with us. Uh, We are at our destination for the evening. Take the knowledge, do with it what you will, and win some fantasy football leagues. I'm going to throw another hot take out there. Demarcus Lawrence leads the league in sacks. All right, peace. No.